Start recording now. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you have to hold it that close. Yeah, you have to hold it right here so that they can hear you. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I'm <laughs> no, I'm for real. Shut up. I'm serious. You have to hold it here or else if someone's listening in their car, I'm going to be really, really loud. And then you're going to be quiet so they have to turn up to hear you. And then when I start talking, they have to... Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. You have to talk in it like this. Try it. Okay. Test one, two. One, two. <laughs> Test three, four. Five, six. <laughs> okay. And we're rolling. Welcome to It's Just a Simulation. And we have with us today, Calvin Blackford. woo I don't have an applause button. <laughs> You don't have a what? Applause button. Oh, oh. Well, that's later on down the road when they tie. <laughs> oh, yeah, when people start giving to the podcast. Um, I'm also sitting in a puddle of water because I fell asleep with a glass of water next to my bed last night. And I woke up and it was all on the floor. So, Calvin, guess what? What? <laughs> you can laugh into the mic if you want to. <laughs> Crumble cookie open today, yesterday, in Olive Branch. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, Calvin probably won't let you guys know him that well um, in the microphone because every time he wants to be himself, he pulls away the microphone. <laughs> Anyways, so we're going to introduce Calvin today. Calvin, tell us tell us about yourself. Um. So, um, how old are you? I'm 22. Okay. I'm a college student, senior year. Um, let's see. What's your major? I'm a flight operations major at Delta State. So does that mean you uh, just look at the planes or what do you do? Yeah, I look at the insides of them and I um, just move the controls and kind of like land and take you off at them. fly the plane. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, okay. What's your What's your goal? What do you want to do with that? Um, I think I just want to be a pilot. I'm just looking at different opportunities <laughs> with that. Not really sure um, what specific direction, but somewhere down that road. <laughs> oh. Calvin's also dancing, which you can't see. Um, so he wants to be a pilot. <laughs> he wants to be a pilot. Okay. Um, let's see. What's your favorite thing to do in your free time? Um, let's see. Well, my favorite thing to do in my free time is probably... Um, probably just to hang out with my friends or, um, I don't know, go to the gym or something, hang out with Hannah. Ooh, with me? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, let me think. Okay, where did you grow up? What's your hometown? Um, my home... <laughs> okay, sorry, we had some technical difficulties. Calvin, where's your hometown? My hometown is Niceville, Florida. Where's that? It's like 20 minutes north of Destin and about 20 minutes south of Cresty. So it's right in between those two. It's in the panhandle. Okay. So basically, if you're from South Haven and you say, I'm from Memphis, that's pretty similar to Calvin being from Niceville, but saying he's from Destin. So it's about the same amount of time. Uh, did you like growing up in Destin? Um, kind of, but it kind of got old pretty quick just because it was the same the same beach and the same people that you see every year, just the same tourists and everything. Yeah. So that was it. Okay. So do you like Memphis better? Um, I think I just like anything but the beach better. Really? Um, except 
the Delta. Um, <laughs> that is probably the most warm place to live. But um, yeah, I think I'd say I like Memphis better. Yeah, I got smart and got out of the Delta pretty fast. Calvin's been there almost five years. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, it's I'm definitely ready to leave. That's that's it. Where are you moving to? <laughs> I'm moving up to uh, the Memphis area with with me. Yeah, with you. <laughs> Okay, Calvin, tell us how you came to know Jesus. Give it, give us a good story. Okay, don't be shy. Okay, I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you the, um, the good story. Um, so, basically, growing up, I didn't know anything about Christ. Um, I would just hear his name, and that was about it. That's probably as far as I could tell you. Um, and uh, so, kindergarten through high school goes through not hearing anything about Christ but his name um, and then came to college and I heard a little bit more just through Hannah and um, but it, it still just really wasn't the the knowledge that you know you would need to um, know that he can save you um, so anyway fast forward a little bit um, started hanging around a group of believers that just um, kind of invited me around and would pour into me and would just um, sit down eventually with me and um, just going through the Bible together, and um, at the time, I didn't know that they were praying for me, but they were, and uh, as we were meeting up weekly with one of the the guys from the group, um, we just, he just explained the Bible, and he explained um, Christ to me just uh, more in depth, and um, basically a, a discipleship process, and he would um, just pray for me, uh, explain um, the passages, and uh, we usually try to hang out, but um, it just didn't, it was busy during that time, so it was kind of hard to meet up. But um, anyway, yeah, so um, one night, I think we were about three or four months into that kind of initial discipleship process. And um, I just had this this urge to, to begin to pray one night when I was back home. Um, I think it was over Thanksgiving break. And um, so I just began to pray, and I got saved that night. So November twenty fifth, I think. Yep, I think is. I think you're right. Um, okay, so whenever you felt like prompted to pray, or like explain like what you feel like happened, because I feel like a lot of people will say like, okay, well I went through something that changed my life, or like I went to AA and it got me to stop drinking. You know, lots of people have like life changing experiences or whatever. So, what do you think? what what do you think was different like why do you feel like i know something happened to me um it's really just i don't know it's just that it's like a change of heart is the best way to explain it um and it truly is like your your worldly desires aren't there anymore um i mean there's still that that sin in your life that um if you don't handle it or um pray then obviously it'll come back but um, just that change of heart for, um, yeah, just my life, really. That That's really truly the best way I can describe it, I guess. Yeah, we were, me and one of my friends were talking about the other day on the way to soccer. And uh, just describing, like, it's so hard to explain to a lost person, like, what happens. Like, you can try to tell them, like, hey, you should pray. Or you should say this or you should do this. But, like, you can't explain what it's like to be born again. Like, anyways her name is Tess and we were discussing it and she was like it's a like God took me out and put himself in uh, which Ezekiel talks about that he says I'll take out your heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh 
And, like, that's genuinely the best way you can explain it. At least for me, because Calvin grew up apart from knowledge of Christ. I grew up with knowledge of Christ, but just had no desire whatsoever. So, like, the difference was for me was, like, I never understood it, and it never made any sense until one day it just did. Yeah, and I just didn't know it, so I I couldn't make sense of it, yeah. Like, you can hear it all day long, but it doesn't click till it clicks, which... Mm -hmm we would describe that obviously as the calling of the Holy spirit. Yeah. And, uh, John, or, yeah, John six forty four. he says, um, all that the father wait, no one can come to me unless the father draws him, which that's Jesus speaking. So I know that Christ was drawing Calvin and he was drawing me also for quite a long time. Um, and that's why we came to Christ. That's the only reason. So that's like why it's like something happening outside of yourself. Because you're not doing it. So you can't really explain. You can't. It's hard to explain to somebody else how to do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think you definitely have to have that discipleship process. And um, have them sit down and and try your best to explain it through the Bible. Yeah. So, um, Calvin, if you could give give a little word for other people on, like, what it means to be a believer. And, like, what it's done in your life. What would you say? what it means um well it just means surrendering your life really just not um really just giving yourself to the lord um it's going to be a long process of um, sanctification for sure probably not until you're dead so um it'll (laughs) definitely not until you're dead (laughs) yeah um so it's definitely um a huge life change especially at the beginning but um, as you continue to pray and as you continue to grow um, closer to the Lord and just in knowledge as well, um, it may get easier. It may not. Uh, it really yeah. just depends. True. Um, but yeah, I honestly forgot the question. Oh, I, I said, well, I don't know. No, I don't really remember. Well, I said like what it means to be a Christian and then like in okay. what ways do you feel like it changed? Like, like your personal mm-hmm. life, like what ways have you seen change? Okay. So um, definitely see some changes um, and obvious things like friendships and uh, what you go and do on Thursday night or Friday night (laughs) or the weekends, really. Um, So those are the the obvious changes. Um, And then also just like like I said before, just in your desires, um, you're not going to, you know, want to, I don't know, you're going to want to share Christ with people and it's going to be sweet and bitter at the same time. Yeah. Um, some people are gonna you know hate you for it or not be your friend anymore or whatever but um really if you just do it out of love um then yeah i don't know i I think that's the answer to the question yeah no it's like uh i I definitely think it's different answer to when you've come to know christ at a later point Mm -hmm. because there are obviously people who have the privilege to like just understand the gospel kind of like their whole life like the lady who disciples me, she, she'll she tell you, she's like, there's really not a time in my life where I can look back and say, I didn't believe what the Bible said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously she had a point of conversion when she was really young. I think she was six or seven. Um, but she'll even tell you, like, before that, I, I believed that God was who he said he was. So you have people who have stories like that where you just have a life that consists of being a believer. And, like, you just really have not known anything different. Um, and so I feel like salvation can sometimes be experienced differently, not in a better or a worse way, but just if you've come much later in life, it's, it definitely is like a big life change, you know, because you're 
um, even though you're constantly being changed day by day, it's like, like you were saying, a lot of stuff happens at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So that's leading me into my next question. What do you feel like was the hardest part of the change at the beginning? Um, I definitely think it's just the, uh, the lifestyle change at first, just in terms of, uh, you know, your friends, um, and then what you do uh, on a daily basis, I guess. Um, definitely it's, it's hard to, um, I guess, cause you know, you don't have, well, at least for me, I didn't have a lot of knowledge, um, at the beginning of, you know, okay, I'm saved now. What? Yeah. It was, it was just like, like I was just kind of lost at the beginning. I didn't know, you know, uh, how to read my Bible necessarily. Like I just didn't want to just read it, um, just to read it. Cause I mean, I don't know about other people, but I just don't retain stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, it is, it is just difficult, um, with, uh, like your day to day life. Um, just who you talk to as well. Um, and really the hardest part for me at the beginning was sharing. Um, it's still not easy. So yeah, I don't know if that's um, going to get any easier. I doubt it, but, um, yeah, just really the, the lifestyle change in the, uh, sharing of my, um, salvation with other people. Yeah. That's like, yeah. So sh when he says sharing, he means like sharing the gospel. Right. Um, so coming up on marriage, Calvin and I are getting married in the end of July. We're really excited. Calvin, what are some ways that you feel like Christianity, because Calvin and I were together before we were saved for a time. And we've been together now as saved people also. So again, it's a change question, but what do you feel like is different? Um, if you were to compare us dating as lost people and now us being together as believers. Uh, um, comparing. Okay. So <laughs> um, I just mean like, in what ways has your Christianity changed the way that you are a boyfriend, a fiance, and eventually okay. a husband? Right. So definitely that leadership role comes into play. Um, so, you know, you're supposed to be the head of the house, supposed to, uh, lead prayer time, family prayer time, all that. Um, and really just, um, I guess just trying to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I can't think of the word. Calvin's not a words guy. Just a, a good, um, quote unquote, like husband or fiance or, right. or whatever. And, um, according to the Bible, of course, and that's just, that's really the only thing like I didn't have the knowledge of the Bible and I didn't really care um, for that for like what I know now I didn't care for it so definitely um, I guess just I don't know I don't know <laughs> that's it none of that probably made sense to you guys but in my head that was as clear as I can so make. whenever I asked Calvin to do this and he said yes I really honestly couldn't believe it because there's nothing he hates more in this whole world than talking especially talking to people he doesn't know so now he's like doing another dance I got nervous. out of nervousness anyways um but I feel like I feel like in ways I've seen Calvin change when we were together as lost people, like he was saying, there's not really a standard that you're held to. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. You know, you're just kind of like, I answered to myself. Mm -hmm. And like, you might have really strong feelings for the other person. And that kind of gets you to like do things for them and be nice to them. But again, that doesn't last because eventually everyone gets tired of everyone. You know, like you might think you have the most amazing connection in the world. But if you're not answering to a higher standard, then that person 
like for example if that person had something in them that drew you to them so that means that they would also then be able to draw you away you know what i'm saying so yeah. like if you were able to draw them in you also have the power to then make them lose interest so i feel like i'm definitely there's much more security in the relationship when you're believers because calvin and i both are answering to a higher standard than just each other so like if 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 I were just answering to myself or to Calvin, then I could just say a year into the marriage, well, we just fell out of love and it just wasn't meant to be, and that sucks. But we'll just go find other people. Um, but God's word is is a much different on that topic where He says, no, you've made a covenant and you stick to the covenant in the same way that Christ has made a covenant with us and does not drop us when we fail or does not say like thank God that Christ isn't just like. Well, I just fell out of love with Hannah, so I don't think she's going to be saved anymore. It's like marriage in the confines of Scripture is a picture of the gospel. So, if it's a picture of the gospel, Calvin, tell us, what, what is the gospel? So, none of you are good. Nobody. <laughs> Pretend like you just knocked on my door and you're sharing with me. Oh, all right. You want me to just ask you questions? Well, do, however you do it. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just be straight up with you this time. I'll just say, yeah. hey, Hannah, do you know the gospel? Have you ever heard of the gospel? No, I know who I know who God is, but I, if you told me to tell you the gospel, I couldn't really tell you. Okay, so what do you what do you know about God? Um, well, I know he like made everything, okay. and I know like he died for our sins. Okay, so what is that death for? our sins what does that like mean to you or what what do you know about that i guess um i guess it just means we can go to heaven and i don't know okay so do you think that you know just that death it, you're fine like okay he died now i'm going to heaven you don't have to do anything you don't have to well, yeah you don't have to do anything or what well i mean i don't know i just always heard christ died for my sins so okay and that he forgives us no matter what so you know right well i would agree with that first part you know he did die for our sins um and um i wouldn't say um no i just forgot what you said anyway <laughs> oh i said he forgives us no matter what oh yeah yeah he doesn't forgive us no matter what uh, necessarily um i guess anyway so i'll explain the gospel in the clearest way i can okay um and basically uh i just want you to like tell me what you think about it or um i guess how you receive it um, okay so you know you were right about christ he did die for our sins um he basically bore the entire wrath of god um from uh just yeah from god and all of our sins were thrown out on or cast on jesus okay. um and that is an immense amount of amount of pain right. and suffering so it wasn't just um, something light that we should just throw around and say like it i think it's important to explain um the amount of weight that is um just on one one person yeah. um anyway so uh good that you know that um he did die for our sins um but also in order to get to god there's a gap because of that sin and if it wasn't for christ dying then we wouldn't be able to um, get to god or, or heaven Okay. And we would just, you know, when we died, we'd be, um, we would have gotten that wrath from God and we would have been sent to hell 
And obviously we know that's not a good place and that's not somewhere um, we'd want to go when we die. Mm -hmm. um, so you might be wondering, you know, okay, he died for our sins. Yeah, yeah we can go to heaven. Yes and no. Okay. Um, so in order to um, cross that, that bridge that is Jesus, um, we would have to um, be saved by Christ. So that would just mean... Um, coming... Oh, our soundboard just fell on Calvin's head. <laughs> <laughs> that would... So that would just mean... I'll hold it. Yeah, just hold it. There you go. So that would just mean um, salvation. So that would just be... Um, best way I can describe it is to come to know the Lord. Right. And um, to live out his commands uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit in order to get to heaven when we die. So... Okay, so you're telling me I have to follow God's commands if I want to go to heaven? No, that's not what I meant. Well, you're through, really confusing the, me, sir. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> so we can't do any of it. Okay. 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 So it has to be through Christ in us. So makes, I really don't have now. to do anything. Yes and no. <laughs> you have to. I've never, I'm just, I'm I've never experienced this type of person when I knock on doors. I'm just making Calvin mad at this point. <laughs> so basically what Calvin said is that there's a gap between us and God. We cannot bridge the gap. We cannot obey God's commands. Um, and we cannot fulfill his requirements. Right. So he came himself to fulfill his own requirements. And he kept the law. And he took the wrath. And he took the punishment. And he beat death. And he ascended to heaven. And he mm. saves right what a beautiful picture that's exactly what i said that's exactly what calvin said Thank you. <laughs> but anyways this is also just a little a little pro tip if you're somebody who does really get nervous like with words or like with talking like calvin and i are obviously very different i've been talking since before i was born <laughs> i have i love i love talking i'll talk to anybody everybody about just anything um and calvin's much more shy he's not really gonna like approach people in public the way that i would um but he will still be faithful to share the gospel and what i've seen is like the lord always bridges those gaps um if you're someone who's like, I just am not a good speaker, um, then we would kindly rebuke you and say, it's not about you. And that Christ um, has promised that he will save by the means of the gospel. So your mm -hmm. obedience to preach the gospel, regardless of if you felt like you did a quote unquote good job, if you told the truth and you were obedient, then you did a good job. You were obedient and God blesses that regardless of if somebody gets saved right in front of you. Um, it's the Holy Spirit that saves, which we've already talked about. But so be encouraged. <laughs> the Holy Spirit saves regardless of if you have the ability to really exegete the gospel well. Like there have been plenty of times where I walked away thinking that was so good and they didn't care about a single word I said. <laughs> so it really just depends. But thank you, Calvin, for sharing that with us. You're welcome. <laughs> So, Calvin, in conclusion, um, what scares you the most about marriage? There's a, I guess there's a whole <laughs> list of them, um, really, but I guess, honestly, it's probably just the, the leadership part or just, um, I guess, just being able to uh, lead my family right. Um, 
I think that would just be the 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 biggest part that scares me because I obviously don't want to to fail in that department because that that's a that could lead to a whole bunch of um or I guess a snowball effect of of negative things yeah. that could happen. So that's probably the biggest part. Or just the, being the leader. Yeah. Yeah, that's my also my biggest fear. Oh, thanks. No, I meant. <laughs> Appreciate it. No, I meant me being the follower. <laughs> because, so it, it's. Tell us how you really feel. No. <laughs> that came out terribly. Anyways, that's like the funny part as well is that I am like naturally a leader. Not that people follow me, but I've just naturally just been that way my whole life. And Calvin's. It's like we could master these roles if they were opposite, if you know what I mean. But that's, um, Paul Watcher has a quote about that. And he says, if you, uh, I don't know, we're basically, what he's saying is that we are commanded to do what we're not wired and programmed to do because marriage is sanctifying. And then he also says, if you loved someone who met all of your conditions, then you would never get to pour out unconditional love. So it's basically like if Calvin and I did all the things that we were supposed to do, did all the things right, we wouldn't be sanctified in the way that we need by marriage, which the point of marriage is that it would be to prune us and sanctify us and make us like Christ. So are you excited for that? I am excited for it. <laughs> July 23rd, everybody. Uh, Calvin, thank you for joining us today. Um, and we really appreciate it. And just a little PSA for the podcast um chelsea is moving on to bigger and better things and we love her and we will miss her dearly um but it will be calvin and i for a hot minute so y'all pray for him because i know he hates this thank you <laughs>